Do you have a passion for creating? Do you paint, write, sculpt, knit, or do any of the thousands of things that make someone a creator? Do you dream of one day turning your passion into a career or lucrative side hustle? If you do, the Being Creative podcast is for you. We will talk to creators and learn how they went from hopeful hobbyists to thriving professionals. Episode 4. Today we talk with Jake with J. Caleb Designs. He's a professional book cover designer, and he's done three out of the six covers that I've had done so far. I did the other three because they were in a genre I felt comfortable with designing. But his work is in high demand. He's booked out until 2021. It's currently 2020. And to be honest, he was one of the first people I thought of when I decided to do this podcast. Without further ado, let's jump right in. All right, so we have uh, Jake from J. Caleb Designs here. He's a cover um, designer for um, what is your, well, I guess before we get into all that, what's your background? You know, you, you do covers, but I'll talk about the specific types of covers and everything a little bit later. But what got you into this? Where did you come from? Uh, I've always been an artist since I was a little kid and uh, getting out of high school, I was trying to find a job that would allow me to do my artwork and also, uh, you know, pay bills. And so graphic design was the job that I got into. I, I went to school for that for four years at the University of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I graduated. The day I graduated was a Friday and I went to work Monday at a very small print shop in the town I work in. I got really lucky. Like I live in a very small yeah. town. And this job came open like two weeks before uh, before I graduated, and I just happened to find out about it. And um, and I got the job, and uh, I was there. I was there ten years, and in that process uh, t- of time, uh, about halfway through the, the ten year stint there, uh, or a little bit over, I started to um, get into book cover design, and then mm-hmm. um, then about and then I just had to eventually make a decision to either do to stay at my job or to try and strike out on my own and do my own, you know, uh, my own business. And so I had to make a decision. So I decided to give it a shot. Yeah. So. Basically you did your whole education, your childhood and everything was all about art. Yep. And then you found one job, stayed there for 10 years and then went straight into book cover design. Yeah, man. I said it was, well, I mean, I had a whole bunch of jobs before right. I had like seven jobs before I had my, my, my actual full-time job, you know, as oh, far yeah. as it goes, going through school and stuff. But, but yeah, man, like I said, I, uh, I, I kind of just stepped into one and stepped into another. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was not without making, you know, not without me, you know, putting in the work and then making, you know, hopefully smart decisions when I made them. Um, right. but they, they worked out for me. So, well, what, um, what drew you to book covers specifically? Cause there's a lot of different things you can do as a graphic designer. Right. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I love art. I love fantasy art. You know, uh, when okay. I was a kid, you know, I drew superheroes and stuff and, and, uh, and Marvel comics. I, I would try and redraw Marvel covers and stuff from comic books and things. And then, um, and then one, I didn't even think about cover design being an actual business. And then right. I was dating this girl in uh, college and we were in Barnes and Noble and I'm a big reader. And so um, I saw this one cover, and I can I remember the cover. I've never read the book, but I remember the cover. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I want to do that. I want to I want to do the artwork and 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 the, and the typography for it. I didn't even know that was a job. Like I didn't know how I didn't know how any of that worked. And that was yeah. you know in the middle of my my sophomore year of college. And so it was mm-hmm. another you know seven years before I got to that point. Um, but you know I, I remember telling her that you know and and um, and you know just kind of come back around full circle, you know, seven years later. Yeah. 
So it was basically seven years between you, like finding out this was something that you wanted to do and starting the business. How did you like, um, how did you make that transition from basically working at a print shop, which I honestly have no idea what you do in a print shop. Um, was it like, okay, I'm just making the jump and I'm doing it. Or did you like, was there a big plan involved? No, it was I just it was just kind of like a rolling, evolving thing from the time I started. Uh, from the time I started my, my at my print job, man, mm-hmm. at a print job at a print shop, depending on the size of the shop, you can do all kind of things. Or you can do like just one specific thing. But because it was a small shop, I designed business cards, logos, invitations, uh, forms for big corporations, you know. And then I did the printing of it, and I did the cutting, and I did the packaging, and I did the, the okay. you know, from the top to the bottom. This is it was a small job. Yeah. Um, but in the process of doing that, um, I got, I liked logo design, uh, back then. And mm-hmm. I started trying to find some logo design jobs on the internet. And, um, I stumbled upon a, some, some crowdsourcing websites, which I'm not a big proponent of crowdsourcing websites. If you don't, if you know what that is, I'm uh, totally like, uh, Fiverr, all those things. Oh, well, Fiverr was not Fiverr, but um, 99 Designs is the one yes. that, I, that I stumbled upon. And being, you know, uh, green in all this, um, I didn't understand the pitfalls of, of those sites. But anyways, I have to, you know, the other side of that is I have, I owe my career to starting in that side of the business okay. or, or that area. Um, I started trying to do logo design and... I, uh, you know, it was, it was a tough, it was a tough go because there's a lot of talented folks on those sites. And I one day found book cover design inside 99 designs where you could do book covers. And then I was like, Oh, I could do this. I could could try this out, you know? And so I started and and I started just trying to enter contests that I thought that I could win, uh, that Mm -hmm. I thought that I would have a good shot at the ones that interest me, you know, and in my mind was if I didn't actually get the job, I at least got practice and was able to hone my skills. And so, yeah. uh, it started there, you know, uh, mostly losing most of the ones I entered, but, um, you know, it got me, got me going and got, got the ball rolling. Right. Uh, okay, cool. Um, so it was seven years between you found it and you kind of started doing it. Um, so I guess the, um, well, one, how long have you been doing this since you decided to make that this, job? This will be my seventh year. So seventh year. Yeah, yeah, I've been uh, I've been doing it four years now, uh, or almost four years now, full time, and mm-hmm. then uh, I did it for about two or three years. Uh, I might be missing a year here and there. Yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah, I, um, I, I've been I, I started for about two years or so or three. I, I was at print I was at the print shop, and I would work at nighttime. Yeah. So like I would come home and uh, you know hang out with my kids and stuff, and my my, my daughters had just been born actually. And, oh wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, we had twins, and so they're they're right about they're about they're going they're going to turn seven here in a few months, and so that'll be you know they're kind of my timeline. Okay, um, yeah. So we had just had we had just had uh, twins, and uh, I, looking back, I really don't know how I was able to do all that, but like I come home and I would hang out with them, and and then they would go to bed at nine o'clock, and I would go I would hang out with my wife like an hour, and then yeah. I would work from ten to two o'clock in the morning on you know book cover design, so you know. And and it just putting in the work, you know, as far as it goes, I enjoyed it. I still love doing it, you know. So, right. uh, and, my, and my mind was, if I could win back then, early on, I, my mind was, if I can, you know, if I win, if I win one of the contests on Nine Nine Designs, I get a lot of money, and that's right. more money than I had that week. And you know, I could do that versus sitting at sitting at, on the couch watching Netflix till I go to sleep. Yeah. So you know, that's so I, I you know just ten to two o'clock for. 
oh, two two years or better, you know. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've talked to other people, and it's like, you have new kids. That's quite a motivation to get stuff done, too. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 really <laughs> well. That's a fact. Man. Um, so, I mean, but, you know, it's just putting in that work, you know. <laughs> yeah. I guess you say you still love it. Like, what's what's the best part about your job, do you think? Uh, nah. making, making cool artwork, you know, uh, my motto for my business is badass covers for, for badass stories. And yeah. so you know, when I, when I really am in that group and I make something I'm really proud of, that's the, uh, the, the favor, the, the, you know, the culmination of it all. Like, you know, when I send the proof out to the client and they come back and they go, Oh, I love it. You know, and there's not many, there's no changes or there's very few changes. It makes me happy that, you know, I've, I've made something that they really dig and that I dig that I'm proud of to, to show off, you know? So what's the, you know, that's that's the awesome part from your creative point. What's kind of a difficult point? And I would uh, assume this might transfer to different creative jobs. Right. Uh, emails. Answering emails would be one of the least favorite things for me to do. I can, I can legitimately spend an hour or two almost every day answering yeah. emails. I mean, it's just either even if I'm just telling somebody I'm not interested in a job or I'm replying to just mm-hmm. a brief or if I'm, you know, answering uh, questions about a proof, I mean, I can just sit there and email all day long. And it just, yeah. it's like, it, you know, and it's a never ending, you know, influx, which that's great for my business, but that's just side of, 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 of having just to answer emails and, and sinking that much time into something like that, you know, um, yeah. that's, that's, that can be annoying. So, um, yeah, yeah. that, um, being here in the, you know, our current climate, uh, being self-disciplined, like I, I, I think of myself as a self-disciplined person, yeah. but making myself stick to my, my kids have been out of school since, you know, March and their schedule kept me on schedule because I would oh, get up okay. and get them re- ready for school and my wife would take them and then I'd go to work. And now like they sleep till nine or 10 o'clock in the morning or, you know, <laughs> they, they don't have any time to get up. And so I have to make, you know, now it's back to me being, okay, you gotta be an adult. You've got timelines, you got deadlines, you know, uh, so making myself get out of bed, which is, you know, a yeah. pretty, pretty sad adult thing to say, but that's the, <laughs> where it is. Well, yeah. It's kind of the state of the world we're in right now, at least. Yeah. So interesting, like a small business, a small creative business and a big aspect of this type of business, I know for a fact for myself is kind of an isolation issue. So um, how have you been dealing with that before our current pandemic and then after? Uh, before uh, or even now, I mean, I'm, I'm naturally like a loner type person. Like I don't mm-hmm. have to, you know, I, I stick to myself, keep to myself kind of thing. I have my friends and stuff that I associate with, but, um, you know, push on the show, I'll stay at the house and, and be happy, you know? Yeah. Uh, so being at home, being isolated for me, hasn't really been that big of a deal. Um, yeah. I, I've made some jokes with some of my clients who, who have mentioned the isolation issues and I'll say, you know, I've been self isolating for three years now. Yeah. Uh, so them, that, that side of it's been nice. Uh, but you know, my wife was home for five weeks, uh, straight before she was able to, to go back to work. And then, you know, my kids have been home since March. So like, having them here constantly has definitely, uh, it's, it's, it's adapt. You have to adapt to the schedule. I've noticed right. I don't get as much work done in the afternoons and stuff because I have to like do things with them. Uh, I have obligations now that didn't exist uh, prior to you know the, our current situation. So okay, interesting. So yeah, I guess that's kind of common. Most you know, you and I probably talk to a lot of authors on a daily basis. Yeah, me being one and you working with them. Um, yeah. so it's pretty common. That's very common answer. That yeah, I'm pretty much you know. I hang out by myself all day long anyway. Yeah. 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 And I'm 
totally fine with that, man. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so, um, I guess because I'm trying to, uh, guide these conversations that I have with different people to like, maybe encouraging people, um, to take maybe their passion. Cause you and I both know that there's plenty of people out there. Like yeah. I'm, I'm assuming because I, I've seen your reservation calendar on your website, you have more work than you know what to do with right now, probably. Yeah. 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 So there are, you know, there is availability. Like what was, um, challenges? What were the biggest challenges of kind of making that leap and how did you overcome them to going from, you know, you, you had a paycheck salary, I'm assuming medical, medical, dental, all that other stuff. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah. but you know, yeah. <laughs> to, it wasn't the best in the world, but I had insurance. Yeah. Right. So yeah. basically making the jump from that to what you're doing now, you are the shop, you are the boss. Yeah, um, the one of the, the biggest challenges was, I guess, having faith in myself that I could do it. You know, like I, yeah. I, I let my job because I worked at nighttime. I did I, when I first started doing it, like uh, with the book covers or anything. I, I never anticipated actually doing my own thing because I'd never yeah. thought it could sustain me as you know as its own business. And it never really crossed my mind at first because in my mind it was like, man, if I, you know, if I win one every two weeks, you know, that's an extra two, three hundred, four hundred dollars or whatever. That's just a little more money in my pocket to do with whatever I need to, you know. And then, um, as you know, the the, the years rolled into each other, I got more and more clients and it kind of came to that, that precipice of I had to make a decision of can I make, can I make it on my own? And even doing the numbers back then, like I couldn't Mm -hmm. figure out how I could make enough money to match my salary that i had at my print shop and i didn't even have a, I didn't have a good salary at my print shop like i it was okay. not it was like i made thirty six thousand dollars a year before tax you know okay. so i mean it wasn't bad you know but yeah. it wasn't like great either I mean, and i couldn't and i remember doing them i remember coming back from the beach before i quit my job and i was talking to my wife i was like i have to do this many covers to just make thirty six thousand dollars and back then i was doing covers at a lot a lot cheaper rate Right. Um, you know, cause I've, I've kind of scaled my pricing with my talent and my quality and, and, you know, kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, um, back then, you know, uh, my, my prices were a lot cheaper and so I couldn't figure out how I was going to make it. And that was the biggest challenge was trying to just, just, man, just taking that leap. You know, I had to, I had a little bit of money saved up, um, mm-hmm. that I could maybe that if something went south, I could float myself a little bit. Um, I, I had met enough people at my print shop job that I felt like if it failed, I could find another job with somebody. I could be like, Hey man, can you, you know, help me out here or whatever? You know, I had, I had enough contacts cause I couldn't go back to my print job. There's no yeah. way on earth they would ever hire me back. Cause like we were a small shop and, and I, I won't get into all that detail, but there's no way I, yeah. I would have been able to go back. Um, right. so, you know, but I, I, I yeah, just having the confidence to do it was the biggest challenge. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and at that point I had built up clientele. So I had right. business coming in. But just making sure that I would have enough business to continue forward, because I, mm-hmm. you know, back then I was only booking out, you know, maybe not even a month or two, you know, if that that much, you right. know, and so uh, the unknown of maybe, you know, this may end in October. I left in yeah. like July, I think it was, and I was like, this may be over by October, you know, and here I will be looking like a like an idiot, you know, but. Uh, at least I gave it a shot, and that was and that was right. my biggest my the biggest challenge was having the confidence. My biggest motivator was I didn't want to be forty or forty five or fifty or you know whatever age and go. I wish I would have just tried it. You know, yeah. I wish I would have just took the chance and just you know 
hung it all out there and just just gave it a shot. Yeah, you know, yeah, um, it's like that old like kind of uh, people talk about. It's like the person on their deathbed never says they really regret taking that chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They regret not taking that chance. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. You know, I, I didn't want to. I just didn't want to be at that point. You know, uh, and and wonder, man, what if? What if I tried it? What if I'd have done it? You know, where would that took me? So, okay, that totally makes sense. I'm going to get into a little bit more specific about your experiences. And, you know, we talked about via email, the dreaded email about like, uh, you know, some of the questions I'm going to ask, but I guess um, barriers to entry into what you do. Like me, I'm a writer. Like if I have a computer or notepad, I'm pretty much good to go. But I'm assuming it's not that way for what you're doing. Like computer setup, anything that you need to actually take care of unexpected yeah. costs that maybe you were like, Oh, I didn't know. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, well, it's, it's, it does kind of parallel yours. You know, if you yeah. got a computer, you know, you can get started and there's free right. software out there for somebody who wants to get into design and cover art and that kind of stuff. Um, you, you obviously get better. If, you, if you're going to invest with money, you're going to get better software. You're going to have access to better assets or whatever, you know, uh, having a nice computer, one that's actually going to work. Um, for me, you know, the mainstream software is, is Photoshop. And Photoshop gobbles up any type of RAM you have, any kind of memory. So you want to have a, a, a computer that can actually, you know, handle the uh, handle the load that you're going to probably throw at it. Right. Um, but uh, you know, other than that, I've got a desk, and I've got you know, I'm, I've got a desk in my office in my house. You know, so yeah. and actually, my office is literally just this one side of the wall. The stuff behind me that you know, I, I know people can't see it, but uh, is my wife's. That's her stuff back over here. So I just okay. have my one, my one little area is just right here, you know. And so um, I now have two computers uh, because I do my rendering on one computer and I do Photoshop and stuff on another. Because there's no way on earth I can have a computer stout enough to handle rendering and Photoshop all at the same time. Like even on the higher ends, I don't think you can you can that they because Photoshop just takes up so much. It's going to gobble whatever you have. Yeah. Well, and, and, as you know, because I've asked you a couple of questions, I've been toying with the stuff. Yeah. Mainly because I'm just like, oh, it's really cool to play with. Um, yeah. Yeah. When you render something, oh my, like, I'm like, I'm going to go eat dinner now. And maybe tomorrow morning when I'm eating breakfast, it will be done. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. When, I, when I first started out, I, 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 I put together a little mini PC, a little, a little nook or whatever. And I would start my renders at night. I would set everything up and I would start one at bedtime and then get up in the morning and hope it was done. You know, oh, wow. and so, I mean, that's back. That's what I did back then. Now I've got a, a little bit more robust computer now. Um, okay. where my, my renders are, they take maybe 30 minutes or so to get done. Um, but, um, but yeah, so having two at one time, you know, but that's kind of higher end stuff. Like, I mean, that's somebody who's like serious about this whole thing. You could do it all in one computer. You right. would just have to juggle everything or, you know, and, and juggle your pieces there. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, mainly just, an, and then the other side of that is, you know, the art, I hate to say you have to have an artistic talent, but like, you know, if you don't have an artistic talent and you want to do, you know, what I do, you, you're going to need courses, you're going to need to take tutorials or whatever. And you can mm -hmm. do that, you know, through YouTube has lots of free stuff and there's right. lots of free stuff out there. And there's also paid courses out there that, that teach people how to you know draw and all that kind of stuff. But, um, I would say if you, if you don't have any talent or any knowledge of the, of the artistic field and design field, it's, it would be a big uphill battle to get, to get to the point where you can sustain yourself right. uh, as far as it goes. Um, right. Anything else? Like I know, um, 
I am hopefully going to be interviewing soon an illustrator that I know. And then uh, any other, like, do you do any of the drawing? Is everything that you do kind of like computer model manipulation or? Yeah, it all starts there. Um, yeah. Back when I first started out, like I can draw, draw. Right. Um, and I, and I, I, but it's a skill that I didn't, I, I would say I haven't refined enough to where I would draw completely from scratch and then try to put that as a cover. Right. Um, so, you know, now for me, and also it's a, it's a faster workflow. I can pose things out in Daz or Blender and I can mm-hmm. render it and then I can put it in the, in the, into the scene and, and do my own Photoshop, you know, digital drawing over top of it. As far as like, if I'm going to just uh, edit something out or, or, or accentuate something or add something, you know, where I just come in and kind of do the highlights, I guess would right. be the, do the work, um, where my, the base models is done through, through DAS and through other software programs. It just makes it so much faster and you get yeah. the accuracy side of it. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's there out of the lighting and everything's instantly right. And you've just got to go in there and, 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 and doll it up a little bit, you know, so it makes it go way, way faster. Okay. Yeah, I've seen your, like, fast-worded capture stuff on your YouTube, and I'll put um, links to, you know, your YouTube stuff um, in the show descriptions later. So how long, like you said, basically for workflow, it's better. Like, how long, let's not talk about emailing back and forth with the author and finding a place in your crazy schedule to fit them in. Like, once you kind of have a general idea of what the cover is going to be in your mind, how long does it take to make one? Uh, from from blend, from render, from getting the base, the render set up to first proof to get yeah. to my author, uh, maybe three hours. Okay. Yeah, so it's a pretty fast yeah. workflow, uh, you know, as right. far as it goes, and, and that maybe make people think, well, he can crank out, you know, uh, you know, seven <laughs> covers or, or fifteen covers a week. It's not the way that works. Uh, yeah. You know the the actual the the putting together part goes quickly, but then there's the the edits and then the all the other things that ends up making it take up way more time. Um, right. But just the the work part of it takes about three hours. I mean, I've got I've I've really focused on my workflow and getting things mm-hmm. in and out very quickly. That's so. cool. So about three hours to actually go from render to approve. Is there anything that you do before that? Um, other, you know, um, let's compare the two different types of cover styles that you do. You obviously do custom covers for authors, and then you do pre-mades. Yeah. And I enjoy the interaction of the pre-made and watching the stuff that you do there. Right. You're not getting input from an author there. Yeah. So what what goes into that? Uh, I, um, well, I start with an idea that I have from, from yeah. wherever inspiration may take me um, or where it comes from. I get a lot of inspiration from songs, actually. Like, I hear, like, a lyric in a song, and, like, oh. I'll, spin that, I'll, I'll spin that out into a fantasy cover. Like, I'll just hear, like, a phrase, and I'll be like, I'll, you know, I'll just kind of run off on a tangent, and I'll, you know, um, make a cover from it. Um, but, you know, that, uh, so I don't have anybody, I'm, I'm unencumbered by any other people telling me any, anything. And so, um, you know, those take about two hours to do from render to finish. I'll probably spend an hour in Photoshop now, unless mm-hmm. I got to do something really, really, really specific. Um, you know, the, the details is what usually ends up taking up a whole bunch of time. And that usually comes in with custom work. Whereas pre-made, it's more, the details don't always sell a cover. It's all about right. the, the concept and the story you're telling you know, and uh, and so I try to make sure I'm doing that. If I'm doing that, then I'm I'm, I'm good to go, and I just keep rolling. You know, okay. so. maybe percentage wise, what is like you know custom versus pre-made? For every one pre-made you make, how many customs are you probably making? 
I make about one, I'm roughly average. I, I do one pre-made a week. So I do about 50 a year, give or take, a, give or take, you know, an mm-hmm. additional one or whatever. So, and I probably do, two, I don't know, one, one every three, whenever, maybe three, yeah, one, one, one pre-made for three custom covers, maybe four. Uh, okay. I have to go back and look. I mean, I, I have a far, a far more cover custom work than I do pre-made work. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. That's really interesting. I don't show the cover, the pre, the covers, the custom covers I do on my shop uh, in my group very often. Um, oh, yeah. If I, if I did, I'd, it'd just be constantly, Hey, here's another one. Hey, here's another one. Here's another one, you know? So. Yeah. So speaking of your group, so for people who are out there interested in your work, you do have a Facebook group. Yeah. Um, I'm a part of it. I, I watch it every week <laughs> looking for what you're going to be launching. Is it Saturday now? It's Friday or Saturday. I try to keep it on Friday, and then and then due to you know, what oh uh, one of my faults as a as a uh, small business owner is sometimes schedule. I get behind, and so if it falls if it comes on a Saturday, it's because I've gotten behind that week. Okay. Uh, and I've tried to catch up. You know, I try to do Fridays 9 p.m. every Friday at 9 p.m. is when I want to release my pre-made. That seems okay. to be the kind of the, the best best time zone I've found to to release things. Um, yeah. Saturdays I don't get much as, as much interaction, and Sundays I, I don't I get way less interaction. Which right. I mean, people are out doing stuff, you know, whatever. So yeah. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit more about that group and why how you use it for your business and where the ideas come from? Right. Um, yeah, I, uh, a friend of mine who's a cover artist, uh, Mariah Sinclair, she encouraged me to make a group uh, back mm-hmm. in 2017. A lot of cover artists start with doing pre-mades and then they branch yeah. into custom work as they get clients and stuff. And I kind of came at it in the opposite way. I already had a decent clientele. And then I was just like, I'm going to make some covers on my own. And so um, I made like seven pre-mades uh, three years ago and they were awful. And then I put it down for like two months. <laughs> And then I start, and then I uh, started on a January. I made a New Year's resolution that I would release one pre-made every every week. Um, oh. And so uh, I started in January of seventeen, I think it was. And uh, that that first week, I you know released one every every week. And I started out, you know, I just would try to uh, re- show a teaser, and then you know try to go to another group, uh, whether it be a book cover, like a big book book cover gallery group, or something like that, and try to show my work to get people into my group so that they would join, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and kind of grow my, my group from there. Um, and I started out with, you know, nobody in my group and I'm, I'm at like 1200 or so now or thereabouts. I mean, it's, it's, it's or 1300. I don't, I don't know what the number is that now, but, but it was at, at the beginning, it was all about trying to grow my, my, my base, I guess, you know, yeah. I didn't expect everybody to join to actually buy a pre-made. I hope that they would, but right. you know, if they saw, you know, consistency from me, that that would speak, you know, speak, speak on itself. Cause that's one thing I've realized as a cover artist and some of my competition and just being in the business is if you're consistent, then that, then people notice that, you know, right. so right. me doing those pre-mades was a way for me to show consistency. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, everybody knows the pre-mades coming this week, you know, and then, so like that, just that, just that, you know, over and over and over and over again thing uh, kind of shows reliability, dependability, and that kind of stuff. And that transfers over to, you know, my own, my custom side of the business. You know, my whole goal was to hopefully funnel people to customs versus, you know, doing the pre-mades. Um, but then it kind of turned into a little, it turned into more than just that. I mean, it still is me showing my work and hoping somebody buys my cover. But, you know, the other side, I try to do things to help and give back when I can, you know, because I, you know, I, you know, I just did the uh, the cover rescue thing that I announced um, 
a week or so ago. And, and Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because I know that's – is that your focus for August? Because uh, – well, it's, well, it's not necessarily in August. It's just from here till I get till from here till if it don't work, if it doesn't work out, then I won't do it anymore. You know, it's just <laughs> a kind, of, kind of an experiment, I guess, because yeah. in my mind, like there's covers out there, stories out there that have that are really good stories. And, you know, uh, they're being hampered by a bad cover because right. we are visual people and we do judge books by their covers. And, 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 and the Netflix and, and Hulu air, we look at thumbnails we decide whether we care about it or not, and then we move on, or we look at it if it's interesting, you know, unless we've been told otherwise by somebody, hey, you need to check this out. You know, if, some, yeah. if we don't have any other outside influence, if you're just browsing through these things, you're going to go to whatever attracts you image-wise. And so, yeah. um, you know, and so somebody's cover, you know, that's their doorway to that book when they're not around. You know, that's when it's just sitting out there on Amazon. Somebody sees that, and makes a judgment call on it, and they either clicks on it or passes it. And like I said, I've read good books before that had terrible covers, and yeah. so you know I had this idea that I could uh, offer free covers to people, um, and and then see how they do. If it turns their sales around, if it can you know bring a dead book up from you know one in the bottom ranks of Amazon, if it can help somebody or or just you know spark an author's you know series again, you know somebody who's you know maybe didn't have the budget for it originally or you know, for whatever reason, you know, they just ended up with a bad cover. You know, right. if I could res- rescue that story with a good cover, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I had submissions for it for a couple of weeks. I got 21 submissions. Wow. I was going to do one cover. Uh, and then I felt like I felt bad because I felt like these people had sent me their covers. And like I saw all these covers and I was like, man, I could help. I could help. You know, I could I can help. Yeah. You know? And so uh, I ended up choosing five. Instead of, instead of just doing the one, I wish I could do everybody's, but yeah. um, this time wise and stuff doesn't really doesn't really allow for that. But I, I picked five authors that I thought their covers that my skill set could really help their covers and really help hopefully help them out. And so um, you know I'm starting this week coming. I'll start with the first author and then it'll go for as long as it can. And and, and the whole goal is to is to show people that you know a good cover can help. You know, right. you, you don't necessarily have to, you know, spend a whole bunch of money on cover, but if it's just a good cover, it can help right. your, 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 your story, help you sell your product and help you make money, you know? And so I look forward to seeing the results. So yeah, yeah, it should be, it should be fun, man. Like I hope to do a video, at least one video per cover. And, you know, and after I got to thinking about it, doing more than one author kind of makes sense. Cause I can actually, you know, make it more than just one YouTube video. It can be five YouTube videos where it's like a, now it's a series of things where people can see the before, the after my thinking, the one caveat to all of it was I had to be the one that had final say so on cover direction. Um, I didn't I, you know, I'm, I'm happy to talk to the author about, you know, where they want, what they're thinking, but I want to be the one that has final say in we're going to make it look like this. Cause I think this is the best for your, the best potential sale for your book, you know? So, well, um, that's an interesting point you make there because I know that's a big point of this competition or the, uh, the exercise that you're doing is do you ever have problems with certain authors who like I write urban fantasy, I write thrillers, I have a lit RPG series online if I want to sell my thrillers, there's no way I would throw an urban fantasy cover on it. Do you ever yeah. have like, do you ever get kickback from clients that you're working with or like they're really set in their ways, but they don't understand the common visual tropes of certain things? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, and used to be like, I would just, I used to be, I would just, you know, whatever they said I was going to do, 
You know, okay. uh, back when I first started, I was a little, when I was greener, I'd be like, you know, okay, yeah, you want that? It's fine. We're going to, you know, you want that? You want the unicorn on there? I don't think the unicorn should be on there. I, you know, we're going to do it. Um, you know, just random example. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you, you still run into that. And I still run into that now. And now I, I try to be more, I try to address it in a professional manner of, hey, listen, I like that idea. I do think visually you're going to have a stronger, a stronger, um, chance a stronger cover if you go this route yeah. you know and i you know try to explain again this is sometimes why emails can take a long time for me i yeah. try to explain you know why i think this is a better idea because ultimately i'll my ultimate goal is to make sure they get a cover that's going to sell their product because right. if they're successful i can be successful you right. know and um i don't i i never want I, don't, I never want the success of the book to be to be or to fail on the fact that the cover was poor on my part. Right. You know, so um, you know, so I'll try to explain to them. Now I still have clients who are like, no, well, thanks for your information, your your help, but I still want this. You know, and if we've already signed up, they've already paid the deposit. I'm going to do it, man. I'm going to do right. it. I, I, you know, there is a line where I'll, where I'll just stop and I'll drop it. You know, right. but I will still try to, you know, influence and, and and help. You know, and I've noticed that a lot of authors once I suggest something. Or say something, they'll go, Oh, that makes sense. Or, you know, oh, I trust you to do to do this, you know. So, you know, you take it how you how take your leave with it and you and you do what you what you need to with it. Right. So, um, you know, uh but yeah, you and then you run the authors who may have a story that spans a bunch of genres. You know, right. they may, it may have thriller, it may be urban fantasy, it may have some sci fi elements, you know, we're stuck like a like a, a, a mishmash of, of genres and they wanna appeal to everybody, but you know, you, you can't do that visually in one stroke. It's, it's really hard. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and so difficult. we have to pull it down to one or two things, you know, and 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 focus there, you know. So, but okay. um, are you um, are you continuing to do the? You mentioned the YouTube thing that you're going to do every week for these, uh, or not every week, but every cover for this competition that you're running. Is that something you're currently putting a lot of energy into your YouTube channel? Yeah. Well. Uh, Yes and well, my, no, not really. Honestly, I could probably put all my more energy into it. I mean, like I, uh, you know, I, I do my time lapses. I don't do one every week. You know, I, I do record. If I think it's going to be a cool time lapse, I'll try to record it. Um, I, I, and I'll post it up. Um, I would like to do more YouTube stuff just because you know some I, the small business people that I, that I listen to and stuff are all about content and all about right. again going back to consistency. You know, um, trying to be as consistent as you can and then putting out content as much as you can. You know. And right. so the YouTube side of it, I try and, I, and, and YouTube has helped me. I've had some clients come to me and they'll mention, you know, I saw something on YouTube, you're doing a cover. And I know, I, and by you do, me seeing that, I know you'll do good on my cover. You know, right. they see my process and they, you know, they're, they're, they're you know, it, it, it opens their eyes and sees, I guess, behind the veil kind of thing. Yeah. And so they are more apt to, you know, comfort or work with me. Um, but I, I would like to do more YouTube stuff. Just because I feel like, you know, it's a big platform and, you know, the more content you can put out there, the better off, you know, you are. And uh, and there's not a lot of uh, cover artists that I know of putting out content on YouTube. So yeah. I'm trying to, you know, I guess, kind of get into the curb of being, being in front of people. So that's where those time lapses come from. Yeah. Um, and so I've tried to come up with some other. I did one tutorial video and I've tried to think of like other tutorial videos I could do. And yeah. it's been Hit or miss. I've done like two of them and I hated them, and so I just, okay. I just, I just, just, just deleted the videos once I was done recording <laughs> them. Uh, and you know, but yeah. So and so, this will be a good way for me to have you know a decent series. I mean, it would be a series thing where it's you know kind of got a. This is the book cover rescue. Here's book one. Here's what I did. Here's how I approached it. Here's book two. And then all they'll probably fall. They'll all follow the same 
you know, t- same kind of timeline, t- same theme or same same thing. Here's the here's the bad cover, or not, the, or here's the cover that does not work. And I say bad cover, but here's the cover that's not working. And then here's what I would do to fix it. And here's what we're going. Here's what we talked about. And here's what I did. It'll have a time lapse and all that kind of right. stuff attached to it. So cool. And where what is that channel? Uh, you can find it at uh, just youtube.com uh, slash Design. Just my my business, Jacob Design. All right, I'll put that on the uh, on the show notes. And yeah, I actually just sometimes that uh, you're you're an audio. It sounds like you're a kind of an audible person. You just listen to songs and then you get motivated. I'm yeah. visual. Okay. So like I'll literally go to your page and a couple other cover artists that I know of and just right. scroll through all of the covers that you've done. And we're like, Ooh, I have an idea for another story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love inspiration. And I, and I, yeah. and I'm, I tried, uh, I would say I'm, I'm part visual too, you know, as far as it goes. Um, I've got a folder full of this artwork that I, that I like and I'll see something that's like random and I'll go, Oh, I got an idea that like has nothing to do with that, that cover. But right. it sparks the idea, and I love that. I love that process, you know, um, as far as it goes. I literally bought one of your pre-mades. Saw it online when I was on vacation when I bought your pre-made. And oh, I was yeah? like, I was like, oh, I have a great idea for this. I yeah. kind of half wrote the story already, but I was like, ooh, I really like this. This is going to motivate me. Yeah. So I right. bought it, and I was. I actually am using it right now. Right. But, um, and I tell you, that's been a, a, an unexpected, uh, unexpected, I guess, humble part of doing this with the mm-hmm. pre-mates because most of the ones that I sell are ones that it, it sparks the story. It's right. more, you know, it's not, it's not something that fits a story that necessarily already exists, but like they see it and they go, Oh, I had this idea and now I'm going to write this story. Right. You know, and, 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 and just the fact that my artwork would inspire someone mm-hmm. in any aspect, um, you know, is, is, is amazing and, and, and humbling to me, you know, as far as it goes, because I don't, I, you know, I, as artists, you know, I, I don't know if you like this, but I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very self-depreciating uh, on everything, you know, everything I do, yeah. stuff, you know, that, that kind of mentality, you know, even yeah. if I like it, you know, I still go, oh, it's terrible compared to so-and-so's, you know. Yeah, so. It's almost that on imposter syndrome thing, you know, where yeah. like, I, I'm just not good enough or I'm not. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right, man. Uh, so that 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 can come up out of nowhere sometimes for me. So, um, so just the fact that it inspires people, you know, it that's humbling. Or very, that's and awesome. I, I find very cool. So you're doing the cover rescue thing right now. You pick five different people. Um, one of the other things that you do on your Facebook group, and I'm going to talk about that in your YouTube a little bit because I'm very familiar with them. Yeah, um, is a. Uh, Monthly, you usually pick a theme. How do you go yeah. about those for your pre-mades? Uh, it, it's just kind of willy-nilly, man. Like, I, yeah. there's, you know, I, I, I've really enjoyed the themes. This is the first year I've, I've done more themed months than, than ever before. Yeah. Um, I think it gets people excited a little bit, you know, uh, when I'm I, when I have a theme coming up. Um, and then, you know, it, it does kind of hone me into, you know, looking at something like I did lit RPG in, right. in, in July. And that was the first time I'd ever done Lit RPG as a theme. And so uh, I found out I didn't know as much about Lit RPG as I thought I did. You know, yeah. you know so I was able to, you know, explore some things and, and see what works. And, and also that the other side of the pre-made business is also it, it's been a uh, it teaches me lessons about my custom. I can put in my custom work, you know, whether okay. it's how to do something faster or it learns. I learn more about a genre that I haven't done a lot with. I've done some Lit RPG uh before i did that month but just you know there's some things i never thought about you know uh that i learned during the month um well like the color saturation like i never really pay attention to like little rpg stuff has a lot of 
there's a lot of the most time it's a lot more vivid. The colors are brighter. They're also, usually you have a lot more magical effect. There's usually a lot more movement in in the lit RPG. Not all the time. There's always exceptions to the rules and stuff. But you know, lots of movement. Um, very character driven. Mm-hmm. Uh, covers. Um, trying to think of what else. Also, you get that mishmash of uh, a sci-fi typography a lot of times with uh, fantasy type. Um, artwork you know and i already kind of knew that but i was able to lean on that a little bit more and and play with that aspect you know a little bit more this month you know and for anyone who's listening who's not an author not a cover artist has no interest in any of this uh, or maybe no experience in this maybe not no interest but uh lit rpg is kind of a uh it's a fantasy subgenre that branches across fantasy and sci-fi because it's typically someone is thrown into most of the time the tropes go it's like they're in a virtual reality game and either it's something that they're really into for some reason, you know, maybe they're making money off of it, whatever, or they get trapped in the game. Yeah. So I can see why that would, you know, you would use some sci-fi typology or typography. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you have to, you have to kind of blend those two aspects because there's a real world aspect and then there's some sort of either virtual or, you know, fantastical aspect that you, you know, you have to kind of show both of those in, in one go. And so doing the fonts one way and the imagery another way is, is an easy way to do that. Yeah. Um, but, and then for the month of August, I'm not doing anything as if I'm yeah. just going to do, I, I'm going to take a break because September is sci-fi September. This is my third oh. annual. This, this is the only thing. This is the only theme month that has been, like, I've been, uh, that's just been consistent. So like I am, I'm like, no one, no one knows about it. But I'm like, I'm like excited about it. I'm super excited oh, yeah. about sci-fi September. I was planning on uh, having this episode start uh, this one in September. Okay. So uh, I'll make sure to uh, make that a big one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm awesome. excited about it. So I, I, and you may not, this may be something you cut out, but I am really excited about it. Like I was talking to my wife, yeah. we were coming back from the mountains last yesterday and I was like, sci-fi September is coming up. And I, you know, I've got my, I've got already got ideas going and I'm just, uh, I'm pumped, man. That's awesome. <laughs> and, I love cover designs. Like, yeah. It's funny, like, I'm an author and I do a bunch of other stuff as well, but my childhood, I was an, I drew constantly. Like, I I won awards for my sketches, like, I did all this other stuff, and then I got told by several adults growing up that you can't do anything with that, and then, you know, but, um, but so visually, I just love looking at the covers. Yeah. So I look forward to your uh, your sci-fi September. So yeah, man. Excellent. Yeah, yeah I, I know exactly what you mean, though. You know, yeah. growing up, you know, there's no money in the arts. You can't make any money, right. you know, doing that kind of stuff. You know, I I know exactly what you mean, and I still run into that now. When I tell people, I have I have no local clients, but right. when I tell people what I do, like person to person, they have yeah. no idea what it is, and you can see in their head, their faces. Oh, he doesn't make any money. You know, yeah. he's just. He's, this is not a job. This is a hobby for him, you know, or, or whatever, you know. And I've actually had people who who know nothing about the business try to tell me how to get business because <laughs> they feel bad. They, they're trying to help me out. You know, yeah. and I understand it's because they don't know about the job. They don't understand the side of it. And I, and, I, and honestly, I think if you scrolled it back, you know, 20 years, getting into the arts and stuff was a, or artistic or creative, just creative jobs, not art, just creative yeah. jobs in general was a lot harder than right. it was in the world we live in now because we're in the age of content creation. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're making YouTube videos, if you're writing, if you're making art, I mean, you can make money off of whatever it is creatively you're doing. Um, you know, as far as it goes. Uh, so 
Well, I guess this is a, the natural bridge into the one question that is sensitive for most people. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, and you don't have to give an exact answer. Give exact as an exact answer as you feel is appropriate. But right. what what do you say you make being a cover designer? Uh, I'm well. I make. I don't mind answering the question. Uh, Perfect. It does kind of vary. Uh, yeah. But the past two years, I've made just over a hundred thousand dollars a year. Nice. And then this year, I'm on par to do that again this year. Okay. Uh, so my. Uh, so yeah. Uh, what was it when you like first went full time? See, I made about sixty thousand dollars that year, and that was a half okay. a year because uh, I started in July. You know, and I'd right. already worked. I already worked, you know, uh, in cover design up until that point, and then I left in the middle of July, and so I had the rest of the year full time. So I'm, I think I felt oh. I might have been sixty or seventy thousand dollars a year, um, mm-hmm. which is, you know, a far cry better than thirty six thousand dollars a yeah. year. You know, um, and so you know, it's been great for me and my family. It's been great for me. You know, you yeah. know, um, it's a lot of work because I mean, if you look at my my rate and you divide right. that by you know, a hundred thousand dollars. That's a lot of covers that I make every year. Or yeah. uh, so it's, it's it's a fair bit of it's a fair bit of work. But yeah. you know, um, it's been good, man. Uh, as, yeah. So I mean, and, and I'm not I'm not it doesn't bother me to tell you that salary because I would like for anybody who hears that listens to this to know that there is money out there. I mean, there right. there there's there's and not just in my field, but in just the creative creative world in general. There's money well, to be made out there, man. Yeah, totally. And it's um it's interesting because. Like when I bought your pre-made, just as an example, it was kind of a lit RPG, almost epic fantasy cover. Yeah. And um, when I bought it, I saw the preview and I was like, I have to have this thing. Right. I was literally sitting on the, we have a little, we have a little house in Bend, Oregon. Okay. And we we're there on vacation and I'm sitting at the coffee table just waiting for 9 p.m. <laughs> because that's when you're dropping it. I bought that thing within like 15 seconds of it dropping. Yeah. And there were like seven other people who were mildly upset that they didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. So there are fish in the sea. Yeah. That's yeah. It. That's it. There's, there's, there's enough business out there in mm-hmm. almost any creative field that you fall into. I mean, there, there, there's enough people out there who want to cons- you know, consume your product of whatever it may be. Right. Um, it's out there. You just got to put in the work to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got to be willing to, you know, do the do the 10 to 2 o'clock in the mornings, you know, as far as it goes or sacrifice your Netflix time for working on whatever it is that you love, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and pursuing that that passion, um, mm-hmm. you know. So I remember I, well, I, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Gary Vanderchuk. You ever heard of him? Gary oh, Vee? yeah. Yeah. OK. I listen to him randomly. But he yeah. said something in one of his videos that I thought was great. He was, he told mm-hmm. a guy, he, uh, the guy was talking about his business and not doing well or whatever. And uh, Gary said that if you put, if you do, if you do 10 pushups a day, you're going to get 10 pushups a day results. And right. if you put, if you do, you know, if you put in three hours workout routine every day, you're going to get three hours of workout routine results, you know? And so like any of those, any, any field, if you put in the work, I mean, you're going to get a result, you know, you're right. going to get results, you know? Yeah. So, um, it might not be the ones you expected, but <laughs> you're going to get you're going to get something back, and you're going to and hopefully learn from that, and either evolve, change, or you know do whatever. That's a, that's a great point. Gary V exhausts me, to be totally honest. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But yeah, <laughs> no, nah, I can't listen to him every day. Like I just catch like right. random things, you know. Or, I just need more sleep than him, I apparently. But it's right. a great point. You get in, you get out of it what you put into it. Yeah. And you know, for you, it took you hours and weeks and years of you know refining your process. For yeah. someone like you know, for an author, you write. A thousand, two, three thousand words a day for several years, and most of that is horrible, right? You know, and then you build it up over time. Yeah, but yeah, that's a lot of work. There are no overnight successes, even though we yeah. see them all the time. We just don't see the fifteen years well, prior. You, you, yeah, you hear, you hear about you, you, you find out about the person when they're right. at the at the height of their success, and you, and you often don't hear about the cold, lonely nights or the the times you know where you know where they've had to have talks with their spouse about. I've got to work tonight, you know, versus yeah. doing this. You know, me and my wife have went back and forth before about, you know, I got to go to work tonight, you know, 10 o'clock, I got to go to work. And I don't do that as much anymore because it's my full-time job. But, you know, right. even back then, you know, I had to, you know, I had to, before I started, I had to tell my wife, you know, as I started to grow my business, I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to have to work more and more, you know, and this may lead to me doing it full-time, but we had, you know, there's going to be times where you're going to watch Netflix and, and, and go to sleep and I'm going to, I'm going to be on there working till, you know, the wee hours of the morning. Yeah. Um, so and you don't hear you don't see about that side of it till you know you don't see that side of when you see the person at their success. So true. Coming up on the last few things that I want to talk about here, uh, want to yeah. keep this around an hour. Yeah, we know what you're working on right now as far as your um, your cover design clinic. Um, is there anything else that you're working on right now outside of that, other than you know your normal business? Um, I've got mainly just the, the cover the book cover rescue thing is the big thing that's coming up on my plate. I do have uh, you know, my normal work, like you said, the pre-made that I do every week, and then the, the custom work that I have on my plate. Uh, I've got some small projects that I would love to develop more. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I have I, I, I make but these pre-made I make stories up every week. Like I have a uh, when I make that pre-made, I have a story yeah. about that scene. That's how I arrive at that, and that's how I make some of the some of the design choices I make because I think the characters doing this, so they'd be doing that. And that's how I pose them out or whatever you know. Um, right. But. Uh, so I developed these stories in my head, and then I just dis- discard them. Well, some of the yeah. stories I've made, I've, I've kept, and I've you know put off to the side, and I've you know just kind of, I I don't I, I I'm not a writer, and so yeah. I would I don't think I would ever do a, a a novel or anything like that. But like I have, I see some people do things with uh, narration and and YouTube, mm-hmm. you know, just still images and that kind of stuff. And so I've got some small workings and, and, and or small ideas that I would love okay. to develop out more, you know, and just right. see where it may go. Even if it was just something I did just on YouTube making, you know, series, like I've got an idea about a, a, a sci-fi thing of a robot and a girl in a post-apocalyptic era, you know, nothing necessarily groundbreaking, yeah. but, um, but just uh, stories I would like to develop more and tell more on my side of it versus just right. doing the artwork and then letting it go to somebody else, you know. That's cool, yeah. I look forward to seeing that if you ever do anything with it. Yeah, yeah, nice. uh, and then the other side of it is learning. I've, yeah. I'm constantly trying to learn more about my software and about the just about getting better at my at my job, my craft. So that'd be the only other thing. All right, cool. Where do you uh, where do you see J. Caleb Designs being in like a couple of years? You know, right now you are, unless I'm mistaken, you're a one man shop. Is that ever going to yeah. change? I don't know. I, I I would like for it to, um, yeah. possibly, but you know, I, I'm not sure how that would how that would work in real life. You know, I've mm-hmm. got some of my designer friends are already getting into that point where they they've hired people that are under them that do different different various things for their their business. Um, 
and just it would just depend on a whole bunch of factors. One of my big factors that limits me is I have very very terrible internet where I live. Yeah. Um, I can't share files very easily. Um, sending files like sending a 15 megabyte file right. will take 15 minutes if it doesn't stop. Wow! Like if it doesn't air out. Oh yeah. So like right now I'm on my hotspot on my phone. You know, and so oh, I have okay. 15. I have 15 gigabytes of hotspot data that I have every that I use every month to send files to clients because it's okay. so much faster. Yeah. And so wow. um, you know, even sending like an eight megabyte file or a three megabyte file, I mean, it may not go. You know, and then like if my daughters are watching TV, they've got to yeah. stop. They can't if they're watching YouTube or anything like that. They have to stop. Wow. I have to send the file, then they can watch. Go back to watching. So like, yeah. you know, it, having somebody. So I would have to have somebody come here. And so mm-hmm. there's nobody real local that I would actually. I, I would want somebody to come to my house. So right. um, I would love to if I ever get better internet yeah. to like have a cloud-based platform where my a person that works for me can go and you know get files and make things and do things and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, I would love for it to be a bigger business. Now I've tried yeah. my best to figure out how I can make it a bigger business without better internet, but I have. Yeah, you have some technology limitations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I live in the middle of nowhere, man. Like you're looking at yeah. my, like you can't see a house from my house. Like there's no. Yeah. I mean, there's houses that are close to me, but due to woods and terrain and stuff, you can't. There's there's nothing you can see. So oh, okay. Yeah, it's great. I love being out here. I love yeah. being out where I live. I love the the isolation side of it, not having mm-hmm. to worry about people being around me. But the internet side of it's a, a bummer. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would love like one of the things I would love to do more is uh, live streaming. I love to do live stream videos on my on Facebook or whatever, and people yeah. see me do my artwork. I love to do that more. Um, yeah. uh, if I could do that, I would do one one a month if I had the internet to to handle it. Um, yeah, yeah that'd, that'd be a constant thing. But I just you know I can't do it. So yeah, not right now. Right. All right. Cool. So um, that's really interesting. I want to thank you for your time. And before yeah, we go, um, where can people find you? Like, what are you working on? How can they best get a hold of you? Uh, J. Caleb Design. That's my business name, and you can go to jcalebdesign dot com. You can do J. Caleb Design on YouTube. You can do J. Caleb Design on Facebook. Uh, okay. Any any of the big platforms. You just type in J. Caleb Design, and you're, and you're going to find me. Uh, right. I'm not very active on Twitter, uh, okay. but like Instagram, I post pretty r- r- regularly. Um, Facebook, <laughs> obviously, I try to be as consistent as I can there because that's my that's kind of my 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 baby there. Um, yeah. YouTube, same way. Um, and then, and then the email to design, you know, at gmail.com. <laughs> if you can do get, if you can do the design, you're going to find me. All right. Perfect. Well, I want to thank you for your time and, uh, I look forward to seeing what you put out on the Facebook group in the coming yeah. weeks. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me on here. I really appreciate it. No problem. Bro. Thank yeah, you. Man. Thank you very much. Yeah. Bye. I hope you enjoyed our conversation today. If you want to learn more about J. Caleb Design, you can go to www.jcalebdesign.com. That's J-C-A-L-E-B design.com. You can also find them on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram under J. Caleb Design. Thank you for listening to the Being Creative Podcast. You can learn more about me and my various projects at www.richardkfox.com. And be sure to hit the subscribe button on whatever podcasting app you're using to be notified of the next episode. I hope you enjoyed the show. And until next time, keep creating.